guys, welcome back to Big Girl Things with Tamika and Laura. It's so good to be back. It's number three um, of our podcast um, and we're both bringing a topic that we're both really passionate about um, and really excited to share some of our learnings and experiences with you all. So um, looking forward to this one. The title that we're going to be discussing today is how to create the relationship you truly desire. Um, and this is something that we can all relate to, whether um, that's with, um, you know, your, your partner, fiance, um, you know, whether you're married, um, this can relate to anyone. So I guess with such high di- divorce rates in society, we're all trying to crack the code of what makes a loving, long lasting relationship, how to find your soulmate and ultimately how do you know if you found the one? Today, we'll be discussing what intimate relationships mean to us, our experience with intimate relationships, and our approach to create the intimate relationship we truly desire. Thanks for that, Tamika. It's really good to be back again. It's still surreal doing the third episode together. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? How time flies. I know. This one's a really, really exciting topic for the both of us. It's something that's it's really new, but is has been one of the most, like the best experiences we've had so far. Like it's it's just so different from what we used to know. Absolutely. Um, and we felt like we can't help but want to share it with everyone else as well. Yeah. Um, this is by no means telling anyone how to live their life or do their relationship. We're just sharing what's worked for us and all the joy that it's brought us. So I guess let's start off with our first point, communication. So Tamika, this one was your point. How do you feel like communication fits into creating a relationship you truly desire? Yeah, thanks, Laura. And as we we're just chatting about before, we've um, there's so many topics that we want to talk about um, within relationships, but we've had to narrow it down to just a few um, points. Um, and communication is something that come up for me, and, and Laura, it's something that you thought that was really important too. Mm. Um, but when I think about communication, I think this is the biggest barrier um, for relationships. When you know when things get tough, um, we're not communicating enough, and that could be as simply um, as expressing our thoughts and emotions um, mm. that you know there might be an issue that we're having with our partner and we're we're feeling that shame or we're not feeling open enough to be able to share that with our loved one um, so I guess something that you know I've experienced in, in my current relationship is is how important it is to be able to be open and have that conversation with our loved one right. and it's really hard you know like to be vulnerable to be open and vulnerable about sharing what's what's something that we might think oh what's the other person going to think of us if we share mm. this are they going to think you know it's too much or um right. over the top or i don't care yeah. um yeah do you have an example of a situation yeah absolutely i think it might go back um to the start of my current relationship uh, where I guess we're both feeling the same emotions yet mm. we were kind of worrying and I guess I had this this thought that oh I shouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling is it, is it too soon and I guess I'm going off you know society's yeah. expectations and you know timeline of, of what it should be mm-hmm. um, but when I like I, I got to the point where I, I did express that I was, you know, I'd journal about it and I was like, why am I feeling like this? I, I feel like this is really serious and yeah. I like I can't shut down these emotions anymore. Yeah. Um and when I when I explained it to my partner, he was like, I was feeling the exact same way. Mm. Um but I was too worried to say anything to you because I you know I didn't yeah. um I was worried that you weren't feeling the same way. And it like that's you know that's just a, a little example and it sounds mm-hmm. so you know cliche in high school like but you know what so 
many of us are experiencing the same sort of thing. And it goes back um, to I know that um, when we're going on a, on a date, for instance, mm-hmm. and how much do girls and guys beat around the bush before going right. on that first date? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I can't, I can't say that that happened for for my current relationship. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true, <laughs> very direct and to the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, um, but that was also a new approach. But I understand, like, a lot of the times it's hard to just express your feelings and fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something that's helped my current relationship. Um, it's something that I haven't been open enough to. Um, I guess incorporate into previous relationships because it was that worry and that shame and something mm-hmm. else that I want to draw on is when we're thinking about males within the relationship and we're talking about you know that masculine energy that they bring yeah. a lot of males and I, I don't mean to um, you know be sexist or anything like that but males are, are not prone to share their thoughts and emotions you know it's mm. it's not it's not within their you know their character or their gene you know to to um, be able to do that because it's that fear of weakness and and um you know being vulnerable i guess i completely understand and there's something that i like learned just recently is that the way that males and females feel emotions are completely different so um we just had a recent argument with my partner mm. and they all is good and well like there's always going to be bumpy bumpy rides in in this long journey called relationship mm. but realizing that when like little things i expect him to understand me I, well we've been together for this long i expect you to understand how i feel when i do this or to do this when I feel that. And that's completely that's the completely wrong way to look at it. Um, however, I've noticed at the end of the day when we calm down and talk about it, he's like, I don't understand your feelings. Mm. I don't have these feelings. Um, I don't get all emotional. I don't have a surge of emotions or hormones running through my body each month. I don't know what that feels like to just break down and cry. So Wow. And that was a big surprise for me because I've... I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. cry when I'm happy, I'll cry when I'm sad. So I'm used to these emotions. I just assumed that he was too and he yeah. really wasn't. So being able to learn to find my words and communicate them yes. and understand when he says, I don't understand where you're coming from. He's not trying to be an ass about it. No. Oh, that was a really difficult thing for me to understand. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that goes on to something else that I was just thinking about as well, that when we don't communicate we're not expressing our needs. So we're putting our needs aside. So if we're, for instance, um, let's use an example of, okay, our partner's leaving this same coffee cup on the bench, mm. right? If we're pedantic about that. That's me. <laughs> sometimes I am. And it's getting on our nerves every mm. morning, but we don't say anything. We don't say anything, but we've got this expectation in our mind that yeah. he should not leave that coffee cup there. But he doesn't understand that we don't want this coffee cup there. So do you know what I mean? Like until we say, hey, do you mind just putting your coffee cup in the dishwasher? Um, you know, it takes two seconds. Um, and yeah, sure, no worries. But do you know what I mean? Because we're not expressing that. And to him, um, it, it's it's not a big deal. So That's 100% true. Only recently did um, Pat, uh, my partner, he expressed to me that when I leave things around the house, like I'm much cleaner than I begin with mm-hmm. because he's an absolute neat freak and you know 
we live together and try to respect his space as he does with mine. So I've tried to be a bit cleaner. However, that's not in my nature to be super, super clean. So mm. I'm going to, you know, when I've got a busy day, busy week, of course. I'm going to forget. And sometimes I leave things around the house. And he just recently told me, like, it really gets on my nerves when you leave things around, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I come home to a cluttered space and I feel like you don't respect my wishes on on me um so that was a big thing i think that is something that brings flows into our next point which is alignment Mm. um this is um something that i thought i really wanted to add into today's podcast because um growing up and for the longest time i've always been told opposites attract I've heard the same thing. (laughs) And I thought, oh, that completely makes sense, you know? Like, there's tons of new, uh, exciting. Why would you want to date someone who's exactly like yourself? Um, Until I met Pat. (laughs) Yeah. And realized that the more things in life that you're aligned with, not to say that you, you do the same things, but things like your passion, your drive for life, what you want, what you expect of yourself... Um, your values, your morals, the more the things like that that you're aligned with, the easier it is to do life together. So true. It shouldn't have to be hard, should it? No, no. Yeah. Um, and what I realized was the biggest difference was with alignment was our um, alignment with our passion for life. Mm-hmm. So I like to go do things, um, experience things, explore. Um, and my ex... He was a wonderful human being. It's just that we weren't aligned. Yeah. Um, and his energy and passion for life was just slight, slightly less. He liked to stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh, was more of a homebody. Loved cooking. Loved gardening. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. So it made it very difficult because I felt like now I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do with the person I, I cared about the most. And it yeah. really hurt. It did yeah. take a, a slight dip in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. And when we do think about alignment, um, it does come up with, you know, your values. Because if, for instance, um, both Matt and I, um, you know, we value health and fitness. And I know that, you know, you and Pat do as well. So that's Mm. something that's really important. And we do go back to our core values. So I like, um, you know, um, service. When I think about service, you know, I work in a welfare industry and, you know, Matt um, does his mentoring. So do you know what I mean? We want to give back to the community. So we have that in common. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a partner that was like, we had a similar circumstance, Laura, that um, he was, he was very beautiful and, you know, we, we got along and that sort of thing, but we didn't have the same um, motivation. So he worked in an opposite role where he was you know he had quite a punitive approach to um Mm. you know to the work that I do so would clash in that term so and um and and lifestyles come into factor as well you know I like to and it doesn't matter you could be a morning person your partner could be a nighttime person I'm not saying that that you know just because of that it you know your relationship's not going to work I'm just saying it makes it it, it, it's easy like you know we both enjoy health and fitness it just wouldn't work Laura would it that you know if our partners enjoyed sitting on the couch um eating kfc every night yeah. and watching a movie <laughs> it wouldn't work could you imagine what life would be like exactly and sometimes you you try so hard to be the best person you can do change your bad habits and be a better in a better way and then if you've got someone who's got you know is completely misaligned with you wants to do the opposite things it can always be the detriment of your your what you call that your self-confidence because now you're not achieving the goals that you set up to achieve mm-hmm. and you're putting you're basically putting your life on hold mm-hmm. you know not to say for someone else just because you've 
chosen to do something that's not aligned it's exactly right um you know being goal driven that's Mm. something that you know we're both passionate about and you want someone to um to lift you up and you want to be able to do that to the for your other person as well uh, for your partner as well and um you know without that we would we would be stagnant um so that is so important and it, it probably does go into the the next point that we do want to make is yeah. you know the importance of play um oh. <laughs> and um you know we need to be able to do these things in enjoying um you know spontaneous trips when things mm. do become stagnant or you know how can um you know we're talking about the honeymoon phase and and how like things are absolutely they're all um fun and and romantic and um you know everything's great you're getting to know each other um at the start of the relationship but we want to make sure that we can continue to do things like that throughout the relationship exactly. but also understanding that it needs to be, um, you know, it's rea- reality is we're not going to be able to go on winery tours and, you know, go out and do all these fun road trips every single day. We have a life and, and we, we both work, but when we're talking about alignment and fun, it's just making sure that we do incorporate that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that play into our world when we do get busy. Um, tell me, like, um, you know, your, um, your relationship with Pat, you're both very busy. Um, how do you incorporate, you know, a sense of play or, or fun into your world? I've recently heard this saying, I think it's by Matthew Hussey. Mm. Matthew Hussey is a relationship coach. He does lots of YouTube videos. Mm. He's all over the internet. Um, there's one thing that I remember that he said, um, he talked about Disneyland. Yeah. Um, I was talking about Disneyland. Um, everyone's got some sort of um, theme park wherever they are, but people travel far, um, far to come to this one place called Disneyland. And why is that? It's like, look at it this way. You go on this on rides, right? Even the, the, most, the most popular ride in the park, let's say you ride it twice a day. But... So we deem that like the mo- the biggest attraction of a theme park are the uh, are the rides. Mm. However, he said as a kid he noticed that every um, every different area of Disneyland that they went to, the rubbish bins were themed according to that area and what it was meant to be. Mm. So he was saying that someone's someone's thought about this dreams in such detail to make it feel so real down to the point that they've. Des- like they've designed the rubbish bins to match the theme park mm. and what I'm really getting at is that he mentioned that even though we deem the rides the most attractive um, part of a theme park we use the rubbish bins every half an hour that we're there yeah so we actually use the bins more than we do the rides yeah so you know and that's like parts and bits of our relationships we always think that the big parts that hold us together are the trips that we make the big events that we do together your birthdays christmases um and things like in the honeymoon phase when we met but really the touch points of our relationship are the bins oh my gosh the um, how you react when you come back at 3 p.m. and you're tired some people have kids how you interact throughout the day those little touch points how you make that fun and lighthearted and still loving and find it in you to be kind to the other person absolutely absolutely and that absolutely blew my mind and I thought about it and I'm like oh my god (laughs) I love that I think that's a really important um point to make Laura because Mm -hmm. 
things do like we could have um a relationship that you know we argue it's it's normal it's normal to have conflict and and have disagreements like that's that's life we're not you know we're not zombies we're not robots we um we aren't all we don't have the same thought patterns and um and we will we will have disagreements at some point but it's also about that repair afterwards and these are the points that actually make us stronger we learn about each other we learn about okay how did i react to that how could i have reacted better and talking that through and going back to communication talking that through with our partner um mm-hmm. something that i really like to do is um take ownership of when i feel like i've behaved poorly um and sometimes i get in my grumpy moods <laughs> don't get me wrong like you know i'll you know storm around the house or whatnot but when i realize i've done that i'll always go up to Matt, my partner, and, and just hold him like, I'm really sorry for how I, how I acted before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's always, you know, he's always loving. Um, but something, you know, going into that play um, point before is he'll just giggle around with me. Mm-hmm. and like, he'll be like, yeah, like, you know, pull your head in or, um, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> laugh and, and have a bit of a joke. And he's like, oh, you know, if I was that concerned, I'd, you know, I'd, you know, take a snap out of it. Um, but I think it's really important because if he hadn't responded to me in a way of, um, I, I really didn't like the way that you talked to me, mm-hmm. to Mika, like he grow up. He, it's that emotional intelligence. That's something that I did want to speak about, um, is being aware when, okay, my partner's not acting, you know, something's up, you know, and we can mm-hmm. pick that up a lot easily. Um, and, and males can too, if, you know, <laughs> um, you know, over time as well, not to say anything less, um, but for Matt to pick up when, you know, I'm a little bit moody, he knows that an approach like telling me, getting grumpy with me, it's not going to work. So he, what do I need in that, in that time? I need affection. Um, and we're going to talk about the five love languages on another podcast because we can go on have to <laughs> with that. But he knows that I need affection and he knows that, you know, I need, you know, I need humor. Like, and that's, I think that's really key. Um, I love that. Like not a lot of... Um, people are aware enough to be like, I need to treat this with care and compassion um, and be playful about it. And you've mentioned so many times that he does that. I think yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, thinking back about me and Pat when we do those little fun <laughs> touch points is that he makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. He's, he's, people think that um, their partners act out or act silly when they have drinks. I think Pat's worse when he's sober. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he comes yeah. Out yeah. When he has drinks. Yeah. He's he's absolutely like a goofball around. Mm-hmm. He'll make puns, he'll make mm-hmm. jokes and he'll take and, and we love taking any chance that we get to laugh about something. Mm-hmm. To make something lighthearted, to dance around the yeah. room, dance around the kitchen. Yeah. Even at the gym, mm-hmm. we'll be acting silly together. Yeah. And I think it's those little things that if you if you can have a partner that you can always you can keep laughing with yeah. having fun with like little kids and that's I love that idea yeah I love that too I want to ask you something it's a bit mm. off topic but yeah. what's your opinion on date nights oh what about like you know people say oh you always need to make sure you incorporate a date night like mm. do you have a date night Ah. Uh, I my approach to that question, I think, because I've obviously thought about it before as yeah. well, is that I feel sometimes when you get to know someone, you stop showing them the other side of you, which mm. is the more feminine, mm. um, what you call that sophisticated self of mm. your side when mm. you first started dating and that's what you had that attraction. So I think a lot of the time when people want to bring back date night is to bring that, that chemistry back mm. again. Um, 
so I've I was I was aware of this going to this relationship with Pat and I, I was thinking I don't want to go into that that hole of being all comfortable in your jammies and your and your sweatpants and never being able to feel hot and sexy from yes. your partner again because mm-hmm. you've been You've been sloppy in front of them, and hence yeah. you're like, "How do I clean up my act and look yeah. hot again?" Yeah, <laughs> you've seen Absolutely. me. You've seen me drool on the pillows. Like, how are you expected to find me, um, hot and sexy again? So I've been, I've been very aware of that, and to say that. I want to constantly portray attractive traits of myself yeah. every day. I want to hold myself up to a standard that I did before we started getting into a relationship. Take yeah. care of myself. Still be the woman that I'm proud of. To mm-hmm. still. Um, the most importantly feel hot and sexy to myself mm. and that means um, working on self-development feeding my brain with positive and good strong healthy things achieving achieving goals throughout mm-hmm. my life my career building something for myself then that's when I feel most confident mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's when I go into date night having achieved all of those in a week I feel I feel good. Beautiful. Then date night becomes a truly beautiful, mm-hmm. full of chemistry mm-hmm. kind of date night again when there's so much intrigue about your partner. Yes. Um, yeah, and yourself too. Oh, I love that. Um, when I think about it, thanks so much. That that was that was beautiful. I loved hearing about that because, I, yeah, I didn't really um, have that take, but it, it makes sense and it's so true. You know, mm-hmm. we need to really make sure, and we, we'll talk about that in a minute, about making that time for ourselves. Yeah. Um, but when I think about date night, I don't believe that you should have a, a structured date night each week. Oh, that's okay. my opinion. I just feel that um, it, I, I feel like having that set day a week, I think it works for some people, but I would rather, um, you know, have have that time, like all the time where we where we are, um, I guess, putting in that, that energy within one another. Like I would, I would much rather a spontaneous trip away, um, you know, with Matt and, and we do something we both enjoy. I feel like if we did have that structured time every week, um, it, like, I, I don't think it, it would work personally for me. No. Um, but in saying that, um, and it goes into my next point of the importance of, you know, having downtime, because I think when, when we work on ourselves and, and we are, um, you know, spending time on us with on our own or, you know, with friends and going out and doing things and mm-hmm. embracing our individuality, yeah. um, we have a chance to miss our partners. And then we've got more mm-hmm. time to come back and be like, look, this is how much I've done. Um, and just mm-hmm. to draw back on, I found working from home really challenging um, right. because Matt and I were both working from home at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, and we were like, I don't think we've always got something to talk about, but we had nothing new to bring, Um, especially like through lockdown. Like I love going, you know, um, you know, going out and doing things with my friends or learning new experiences and and, and work. And I've always got something to come back and and tell him, but we're so like together that we'll just like, I'm like, Oh, I felt a little bit, not, I wouldn't say stagnant, but I just felt like, Oh, we need, we need to get out. We need to do something. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's really important. But going on to the next point, Laura, when we're talking about um, the the, um, uh, the importance of working on ourselves, yeah, t- take me through that a, a bit from, you know, your perspective and why you think that's really important. Oh, this, this one goes really deep for me because I've never found value in my own self until mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. So all I've known is how to get someone to fill my own cup I've been resourceful how to do this and then how to put up my defenses when someone feel, makes me feel a certain way how do I get love from this place and that place um, 
and just and things like that so working on yourself I feel like it's really reflect I've really put a lot of emphasis into working on myself for me not for the relationship um, and the way that it's turned out to be is that it never get the relationship never gets old mm. because you keep changing as a person and the the thing that I found from that is that I'm so much more okay when I don't get a reaction from Pat that I thought I would get. Yeah. Because that now does not validate me anymore. And it lifts so much pressure off the relationship. Mm -hmm. So just because I don't feel like, okay, he's not in a good mood today. He can't make me happy. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I've got friends. I've got myself. I've got my books. I've got all my things that I like to do. Then it doesn't become, why? Why are you like this? Don't you love me? Mm -hmm. You know, I just yes. there's so much pressure to find a relationship that it doesn't have to be. Wow, that's so true. Because I I have very similar thoughts, Laura. Like there's um something I was thinking about earlier was doing that. You know that self worth work mm. um and in terms of you know we go into a relationship we're not going into a relationship to fill a void our partners are not there we can't look for happiness within our partners mm. we can be happy with our partner but we have to find that happiness within ourselves and we have to learn to be okay on our own and i i say this with a full heart mm. um and i i love matt dearly and i'll you know i never want to see my life without him but I need to be okay without him. And I can honestly say that, and we say to both each other that um, we will be okay without each other. We don't want that to happen, but we know that we'll be okay. Yeah. Because you and I could both relate that, you know, we've been in relationships before and I know that I have where I made my partner my everything and I lost my identity. I lost who I was and it took a breakup to really find myself. And when I talk about finding myself, I know that this was a topic when we first met, we were talking about this. Um, when, I, when I mean find myself, I mean really honing in on, okay, what do I actually enjoy doing? Who am I? And, and I guess um, what is my worth? So I don't need, I don't need a partner. I, I love that, you know, Matt gives me compliments. He's, he's so beautiful like in doing that. But to validate me is like what you were saying before because – I need to say that, um, you know, I, I love myself. And, you know, going back to, you know, your affirmations, you know, I love myself, I love myself. Um, it, it, it's, it's so important. Yeah. It's funny that you touched on that losing that identity thing. Mm. Um, I, had a, I had a thought previously about, about losing identity. Why is it so... Why does it absolutely destroy us when we break up in a relationship, you know? Like, you'll be fine. On paper, you will survive. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be fine. But why does it feel like you've had the soul sucked out of you? Like, nothing else will work anymore. Now, life's not worth living. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, because just purely from my own experiences, um, I feel like in a relationship, I tend to give my everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and one thing that's Pat's, Pat's really taught me is that you only have 100%. Mm -hmm. If you give all of your 100% to someone else, yes. you will have nothing left for yourself. Yeah. So by doing that, instead of working on yourself, you're now working purely on the relationship. So now the relationship becomes your identity. Mm -hmm. So when you lose the relationship, you you don't lose just that person. You lose absolutely. your identity and absolutely crushing mm -hmm. um, to have that. Mm -hmm. um, my, my look on why it's so important to build up yourself even though you're in a relationship it's not not based on 
the fear of losing someone mm. um, I think I feel like that can only bring you so far mm-hmm. but if you're looking ahead and seeing all the wonders and all the beautiful things it can do for you as a person mm-hmm. there's just a never-ending list and mm-hmm. um, this is one thing I really wanted to share is that there's um, a lot of topic about you know as people nowadays we're not meant to date just one person and now you know I've, I've had these conversations with friends before we're like you know, maybe you're not meant to date one person. What happens after the honeymoon phase? Like, what happens when you get bored, you know? Mm. Maybe we're meant to date more than one people, or mm. more than one person. Um, and then this theory came up. I think, I believe it's from Matthew Hussey again. He's, mm. I absolutely love his content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got so I'll many gems in there. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'll send you a link yeah, or two. Yeah, please. Um, but he's saying the key to a long-term relationship is to keep falling in love with different people. And whether that person is the same person or someone else, that's Mm. completely up to you. That's interesting. So to look at the same patch of grass with new eyes. Yeah. Like to look at the same thing with new eyes. I realise that it's really weird to compare someone to a patch of grass. but No, it (laughs) it absolutely makes sense because... On a surface level, you think about that as oh, you you fall like you should fall in love with different people, but no, I don't think it's that. And I think it's going back to when you were saying about um the need to work on ourselves mm-hmm. to better ourselves and, and better our you know um I guess make ourselves more um I don't know so we can give more to our, to the relationship and yeah. do you know what I mean like to sh- to show up is what you're saying, um yeah. but I think in order when we do that I guess and we become um you know we develop ourselves and we learn more things or develop different passions or you know just become um I I guess we're just growing and evolving then I guess in when I what I take from that is where our partner will be falling in love with a different version of ourselves so that's what I took from that so when you do think about it like that I think that's great I think that's beautiful exactly like like okay like I'll just ask you from the from the day you met uh, Matt mm-hmm. to today, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're the same person? No, absolutely not. Person? Wow. Oh wow, that's wow. That's that's such a good point to make. Yeah, because even like what I was just saying before is you know, going through a, a bit of a health kick right now where, you know, a few months ago, well, um, you know, we might have been socialising more and drinking a little bit more. And even that, they're different scenarios mm-hmm. uh, and, and I guess different stages of our relationship as well. Yeah. But also there's times where we might be more um, more career-driven, like we're always career-driven, mm-hmm. but, you know, there might be times where we're, we're really focusing on that or have different projects going along. Um, yeah. Oh, that's great. I so love that. It is possible to keep falling in love with the same person. Yeah. Because they're, in a way, a different person now. There's something new about them, intriguing about them. Yeah. You know, you just never know. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I guess I guess we could we could really go on oh, this topic for, sure. for, for so many hours, mm. but... Um, we do have to summarize in. So I ask you, Tamika, um, as we do for every podcast, mm. if there's one thing um, that you'd like our listeners to take away today, what would that be? Yeah. Oh, there's so many. But um, <laughs> to narrow it down, I think I would have to go with communication. Mm. Yeah, crystal clear communication. Express your needs. Don't put your needs aside, but also allow that space for your partner um, to share how he or she is feeling and, mm. um, you know, any any thoughts that they're having and, and worries. So I think that's really important because so much can come out of that and just the power of vulnerability. I think, you know, being okay with 
not you know we don't have to have this facade and you know we've got everything together if we've got um if we've got worries or things that are on our mind and and affecting us and we think that affecting our relationship let's share them with our partner they're they're there to you know provide that unconditional love and acceptance so i think that's really important I totally agree, and I'm go- I'm going leaning towards um a f- similar point, which is developing yourself. Yeah, I feel like there's so much in there, and it on- encompasses understanding yourself better. Yes. So when you understand how you feel better and what you actually need mm-hmm. in those times of of need, how you um enjoy fun. Yes. How do you overcome obstacles? You can actually express that better. Yes. Um then it is easier for your partner to help you. Because I do believe that if, if you, you know, you and your partner are truly in love, they hate to see you sad. They want mm. They would do anything that they could in their power to help you and get yeah. you out of that sadness. Um, so I think if you could help them by giving them the tools to learn how to love you better, mm-hmm. um, that would be amazing. That's so true, Laura. Oh, very well said. That was oh, that this has been such a great, um, a, a great discussion. We've had so much to talk about, and there's so much more that we could go on about. So I'm very, um, I'm very confident that there's going to be, um, more conversations on relationships. One hundred percent. Well, thank you, Tamika. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Laura, and thanks everyone. If you do like this podcast, please let us know. If there's any questions or any feedback, um, you want to provide us, please reach out. Um, but bye for now. Bye.